It's Thursday, January 13th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer laid out a legislative maneuver that allows the Senate to begin debate on Democrats' elections legislation this week, even as a path to final passage remains elusive. His plan, outlined in a memo to colleagues, doesn't sidestep the main hurdles to passage of the bills, which would still remain subject to the 60-vote filibuster threshold for most legislation in the 50-50 Senate. But it does advance the bills to floor debate, a preliminary step that had been repeatedly blocked last year because of strong Republican opposition. Some Democrats have floated eliminating the 60-vote threshold altogether or exempting voting-relating legislation from the rule, while others have proposed different measures. Party leaders have struggled to line up the support within their own caucus to rewrite the Senate's rules to muscle through elections legislation. After meeting early Wednesday with other Democrats in Mr. Schumer's offices, Senator Manchin emerged to say that there was still no agreement. President Biden is to meet behind closed doors with Senate Democrats today. In other news, the pause in student debt repayment has cost the federal government more than $100 billion since the start of the pandemic and could cost $4 billion to $5 billion a month until the moratorium is lifted at the beginning of May. With costs mounting, Congressional Republicans led by Virginia Fox and Richard Burr, both of North Carolina, asked the Education Department on Wednesday to release documents related to how the government calculates projected losses from students defaulting on their loans. Biden Education Department officials have disputed the findings of the reports. In congressional testimony last October, Richard Cordray, the head of federal student aid at the Education Department, said there's some questions whether the methodology used in the particular reports were the most accurate. In November testimony, Undersecretary of Education James Caval told Ms. Fox that the department would send over requested documents within a month, but that has not happened. Around the world, Europe's growing dependence on Russian gas and oil is limiting the continent's room to maneuver in the mounting U.S.-Russia crisis over security in the region and making it highly vulnerable in the event of an escalation. Officials from the U.S., Russia, and Europe meet today in Vienna at the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe to discuss the tensions. Earlier this week, the U.S. and Russia failed to narrow differences over Moscow's deployment of more than 100,000 troops along the border with Ukraine, a major thoroughfare for gas consumed in Western Europe, and Moscow's demands for changes to Europe's security architecture. Russia has denied preparing to invade its Western neighbor. Highlighting the central role energy is playing in the standoff, U.S. Senators are expected to vote soon on a bill introduced by Senator Ted Cruz requiring sanctions to be imposed on Nord Stream 2, a German-Russian gas pipeline that is expected to get online later this year. Western officials accuse the Kremlin of withholding extra supplies in recent months to force European regulators to approve the pipeline, a charge the Kremlin denies. U.S. lawmakers in Ukraine say the pipeline would make Europe even more dependent on Moscow. Such dependence means European governments aren't willing to consider sanctions on Russian energy exports, the backbone of the Russian economy, as a possible deterrent against a potential invasion of Ukraine, according to a senior European official involved in discussions. And 
the U.S. Army for the first time is offering a maximum enlistment bonus of $50,000 to highly skilled recruits who join for six years. Major General Kevin Vereen, head of Army Recruiting Command, stated that shuttered schools in the competitive job market over the past year have posed significant challenges for recruiters. So heading into the most difficult months of the year for recruiting, the Army is hoping that some extra cash and a few other changes will entice qualified young people to sign up. The annual recruiting goal fluctuates as currently serving soldiers decide whether to re-enlist or leave. In the last two years, as the pandemic raged, Many decided to stay, lessening the pressure on recruiting to help keep the Army at its full strength of 485,000. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and themorningnews.com.